This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is the show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling. The veterans, the newbies, the people you maybe you haven't seen on TV yet, but you might in the future. You never know. Hey, Troy Lords was going off about that on a recent episode of Wrestling Mayhem Show about get to your local indies because you don't know who is going to be on your TV very, very soon. So we talked to everybody. Everybody that we can in the Indies. And this week, uh, we have a, another great guest. Uh, it's not often that I, um, ha- you know, usually everybody talks about how they were a fan. And I remember when this person was a fan. And I'm excited to get into that story a little bit. But first, please go check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and IndieWrestling.us. That's where we have plenty of podcasts, plus wrestling shows of people that we work with here uh, with Indie Wrestling at US and Psychic Media Services. Um, a lot of people come from that. You can see an action that we talk with on the show. And, of course, all those are featured over at IndieWrestling.us, the network, um, you know, the VODs, all that kind of stuff. So you, you can just get all the indie wrestling in pittsburgh a uh, little bit of west virginia cleveland erie uh, all around which are trying to uh, uh, get more of it out to you guys uh, in the best way possible but uh and uh, drop us a line good times at wrestling show.com 412-206-WMS0 if you have any questions for any of our announced upcoming guests you can check those announcements out on the facebook page for indie wrestling and wrestling Mayhem show um or you have anybody you think we should be talking with Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and 412-206-WMS0. Again, like I said, this is a guest that I've seen in a while uh, as I've been shooting video ringside. I remember him and his brother. Uh, uh, you know, today, today we, you know, everybody kind of goes off about Bradley and, uh, and Andrew with the signs. But back in the day, there was Harley and Davidson. And we have Harley with us today. Harley T. Yeah, Morris. And he's, he's sporting the belt. He is uh, sporting the Internet Television Championship with Black Diamond Wrestling, our the, friends down in West Virginia. The quality rental. I saw, of course, Internet on brand, on brand with this. <laughs> I love, you know, I, it's, a unique, it's a unique thing that Black Diamond does down there, that their, their, their championship is sponsored. Yes, so. it is. It's got the nice. Look, it's got the logo for nice quality rentals plates. and everything. There he is. There it nice is. And, and, and it's international, uh, according to the ring in the middle. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, well, the internet is everywhere. So, yeah. uh, so we'd like to break the ice a little bit with a little, you know, just some quick questions. I'll getting to know you here. Hey, the whole thing's getting to know you. But uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about uh, what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? Oh, that's a bit of a tough one because I've been watching wrestling since I was knee high, probably even younger than that. Because my dad uh, was a big wrestling fan growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the Monday Night Wars because I, I I was born in '93, so right around '97, '98, '99. Came up right in the middle of them. Yeah, my my memories. I remember having two TVs set up in our living room. One was on Nitro, one was on Raw. I can't tell you what what was on there because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember both shows were on TV. So, uh, but I have to say the earliest memory that sticks in my mind really, really hard 
would have to be the 2001 era of WWF, like right when the invasion was starting. Uh, I have a very, very clear memory of like Survivor Series. And I remember Angle coming out and, you know, turning on Stone Cold for the, for the Rock to get the win for WWF to mm-hmm. continue going on. Awesome. So, so you came out through that. So that, I mean, that, was, that was a pretty big era. That was a little bit of a different, um, a different time, kind of the po- post wars and everything. Um, I have a, I have a very very vivid memory of like evolution. And, yeah, and like the early two thousand stuff after that. I have a very. So very, that's your Ric Flair is evolution for Ric Flair. Uh, kind of yeah, because I remember always going like, oh, I hate Triple H. I really want him to lose that title. My dad's over there in the corner. It's like, no, Triple H is the man. He's like, <laughs> since Taker started doing that biker thing, Triple H is my new guy. He's the guy like. <laughs> Since he got, he got to be less dead man, uh, I remember. I think around that era uh, when when uh, I think before before biker, I remember ha- having relatives saying, "When did he lose the hat?" <laughs> you know, remember he had the giant hat coming out. Um, so, so from there, you know, obviously, you know, we we talked about it a little bit. I, you know, I always see you at IWC shows. You you guys, mm-hmm. I, I I you know, uh, doing that. So when did like indie wrestling kind of come into? view there well i actually think you're gonna like this story um because growing up me and my brother we grew up with the hardy boys and the dudleys and oh. ed and christian when they were still brothers and <laughs> then I, I did i guess brothers divorce i don't know and the hollies who were the cousins like so me and my me and davison growing up like twin brothers were like it, it writes itself we want to be tag team champions we yeah were, we want to and we thought you just showed up at wwf we didn't know how you got into wrestling yeah. Like, you got to remember, we're, we're kids here. Like, I was born in 93, so 2003, I'm like 10 years old. I have no idea how to get into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, fast forward to 2007, me and my brother are still wanting to get into professional wrestling. And it just so happens, my dad, who would go down to the bar right down the street from my house, like literally right on the corner, uh, he ended up meeting like Buff Bagwell there once and uh, got us autographs. But the important guy he met there was somebody that he coached football in high school. Uh, actually the guy played with my brother because I have a lot of siblings. Actually, I have like 12 siblings, oh, believe it or not. Uh, so this guy actually played football with one of my brothers when my dad was coaching football up at the mm-hmm. high school that I went to. Uh, a lot of people might know this guy now as Joaquin wild. Oh, DJ Z, Shima Zion, Zion, however you know him. Uh, my a man of many names, <laughs> <laughs> many names. Yes. Uh, but he was bartending down at the house. This was right after he cut off all his hair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my dad brought us down and introduced us. And he's like, Oh yeah, I wrestled for this place up in Pittsburgh. It's uh, IWC. You guys could just follow me up and mm-hmm. like, you guys come check out the show and all this other stuff. Uh, I remember riding up with my stepmother and, uh, seeing, uh, DJ Z. I'm just going to call him Michael. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's going like 80 the entire way, like 80, 90 miles an hour. And my mother's trying to keep up with him. Uh, we get there and, uh, I was in awe the entire time. I was in awe. Uh, one of the, f- I remember him coming out with a uh, gory, they were babyface fire at the time mm-hmm. and he comes out with a hoodie on. So he rips the hood off and that was the first time the crowd saw him without his hair. And I remember hearing distinctly somebody in the crowd. Go, oh my God, he cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, some other memories from that show, I remember uh, sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Idol and Eric Ecstasy uh, wrestle the Hollywood Balds, uh, Jimmy DeMarco. And I, <laughs> oh, I, this is such a good era of IWC, by the way. This is, this is my favorite era of IWC. Sadly, I do not remember who Jimmy was teaming with. but like uh, I, Was it possibly Vendetta? 
possibly. I know he he either took some time off or yeah, yeah, yeah. soon after that, so I didn't really get to see him on a lot of shows. And uh, that's why I remember Jimmy and Gory and all them very distinctly because they were on a lot of shows after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember uh, Eric uh, chasing them under the ring with Idol with a microphone. So the so the crowd can hear him like talking to Idol, going like, "I'm scared. It's dark." <laughs> and they come up and uh, they get uh, the Hollywood Bolts get in the ring, and here comes Idol, and here comes Ecstasy. Ecstasy's missing his, his singlet, and he's got like rubber duckies on his underpants, mm-hmm. and he runs to the back, and Idol's in the ring trying to go like, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh, another memory from that show is, uh, well, Gory and uh, Shima at the time. Michael, multiple name guy. Uh, uh, them winning a squash match against a couple guys who names I don't remember, but uh, I remember the main event being an, another guy that a lot of people might know right now is Eric, I believe, on Raw. Oh, R- Ray, Ray Rowe. Rowe. Yes. It was Roe versus Joe, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And the main event, I remember the date very clearly because it was 777. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, at, at the time, uh, Joe was well known for. I think he was. Uh, he was in his in the middle of his run, probably with Impact Wrestling. He was the exhibition champion. Yeah, exhibition champion at he the was, time. He was going into the match at Victory Road, where it was him and Angle versus oh, the Dudleys. Wow. Oh wow! Where the winner, <laughs> where the winner, if if he got the pin on the Dudleys, he wins the tag titles, which yeah. he inevitably inevitably did. Uh, and if Angle won, he got the tag titles, and then they and then. A couple months later, they had a winner-takes-all match with, like, every belt Angle had versus every belt <laughs> Joe had. That's how much, like, it's, it's, it's scary how much of wrestling storylines I remember mm-hmm. compared to how much math in history and <laughs> I remember from it, high school. It fills that space. I have a friend that's the same way with, like, football stats. Like, it's scary and just, like, but, like, you, you, you didn't go into the computers that you were fiddling with growing up. You did this instead and, oh, yeah. and, and drive trucks, and that's just you're happy with that. But, hey, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's how I got introduced to the rest, uh, independent wrestling scene, and I would go to IWC shows all the time, my brother. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people will mistake this, and I'm going to correct this now. I never had a pop-tab belt. Never. That okay. Was never my thing. Okay, I was going to ask about the pop tab belt because I remember a lot of incidents revolving around this pop tab belt. That that was Davidson's. Okay, he he got into this obsession and he still has it with championship belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has some ring worn ones. I know he he got off of like his time at PWX. Yeah, and uh, he's even got some of the old tag titles from Black Diamond before. And yes, I know I'm not sure if he's okay with me saying this or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. My brother is the one who bought the tag titles that they're currently using because he wanted to give back to Black Diamond for mm-hmm. them uh, using them on shows, giving him his opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. wanted to show some sort of like gratitude, so he was online one day and found uh, a couple of like boxing belts, mm-hmm. and they were on sale for like a hundred bucks. You get two of them, and he was like, I- "I'm jumping on that." He got them, donated them to Black Diamond, and not to brag, but. Me and Zach Hunter were the f- were kind of the first team to hold those titles, which makes me look bad because it looks very politicky. But that was not <laughs> the case. Uh, uh, Remy Levey and Keith were the champions at the time. And Keith Remy- Hot, yes, the Keith Bearcat, Hott. yes, cool dude, very cool dude. Uh, would love to work him some more. I haven't worked him in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 
uh, Remy was getting booked in other places, so he wasn't making as many shows as he would l- have liked to. And they were the champions at the time, and they wanted to go like, okay, well, if he's not going to be here, we need champions that are going to be here. Mm-hmm. And it was, and we had a good f- storyline about it and all that stuff. But like when the night me and Zach won them, when the night they debuted the titles, so again, it looks very politicky. But I'm, I'm telling you now that I had nothing <laughs> to do with it. So, so you guys are, and, and, and I, do, I do remember there was an incident where I think the belt got destroyed yes. a little bit because you, you were the, at the time you were like you know those fans that were in the front row every show that mm-hmm. got into it and, and and got yelled at by the bad guys and yep. and everything i don't think you guys weren't involved with no i think it's somebody else that had the whiteboard uh mm, that, yeah I john, john there was at one point a whiteboard that john mcchesney would destroy every show <laughs> that people would, would write that. things on so that, yeah. uh so but but at, at one point you can say your 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 props kind of got got involved uh yes um at the time, like the title belt was his thing, mm-hmm. uh, and he drank so much Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all did back in the day. Let's be honest. Or last week. Well, he, like I haven't had soda in seven years, and mm-hmm. like I used to. God bless. <laughs> I, some people call me crazy, but mm-hmm. I and I remember like I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. I'm, I apologize. I will tell the fine. story it's in fine. a second about the belt. But uh, when I quit drinking soda, because I used to drink Coke, Dr. Pepper was my favorite, Vanilla Coke was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I quit drinking soda, I would have vivid dreams about drinking soda. <laughs> so I would literally go to bed, sleep, and have a dream like I, I drink a Mountain Dew yeah. and go, well, I guess I'm drinking soda again. And then I'd wake up. And it's so, it was so weird because I, like, I didn't have the headaches. I didn't have the withdrawals from the caffeine or anything yeah. like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I still you miss. Had this emotional dream state. <laughs> yes, you had you had soda wet dreams. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, I guess wet so. soda dreams. Let's put it that way. Now, don't get me wrong. I still miss drinking soda. I still yeah. like every time I see a vanilla coke. I'm like, oh. but I, I usually just grab a sweet tea from McDonald's or some sort of yeah. something else, water, yeah. something else, and I'm I'm fine. But back to to the pop tab belt. Uh, my brother. Uh, like this wouldn't be a surprise, but like we would always like go like, oh, what would be our characters and all this stuff? And he had this obsession with CTD, Countdown to Destruction, is what he, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he always, he had this uh, the this obsession with uh, the number ninety eight because he would always go like, I'm not going to be last. I might never be first, but I'm never going to be last. So he's never going to be number one, but he'll never be that hundred. And I don't know why ninety eight stuck out to him, but. Uh, that's something you'd probably have to ask him. Uh, so we're sitting there, and I forget what the match. I remember actually now it was, I believe the last man standing match between Demarco and McChesney, where the loser had to retire. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh wait, this is okay. This is because I believe the next show was AD after Demarco. Yes. Spoiler alert for <laughs> for a, a show from 2011. By the way. Uh, so, but uh, was yeah, it 2011. No. I can't remember. 2010, was, 2011. I want to say 2010, something like that. Uh, that was the first show that Billy Johnson ever went to. Mm-hmm. So here comes McChesney, and his theme music still one of the best. And mm-hmm. uh, he comes around and he sees, and me and Davison are doing our, our our fan thing, doing our marquee thing. You know, yelling at the heels because you know we want to get him riled up and we want to be part of the show. And he all of a sudden just grabs the belt out of Davidson's hands, looks at it, and just wraps it around the ring post several times and smashes it to pieces. 
Um, and my brother was not mad. He actually loved it. He thought it was hilarious. He, well, not hilarious, but he thought it was a great thing for the show. And, uh, and I remember DeMarco and McChesney is tearing the house down with that match. The crowd were so invested. Uh, someone threw a dildo in the ring. Mm-hmm. And that started. Oh, that like, was that one. Uh, well, there was a lot after that. Yeah. But that was the first. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, McChesney and DeMarco did the spot where he rams in, De- in McChesney's ass. And, like, just they, they had some fun with it. Uh, but I remember after that, like, uh, Chuck was not happy with the crowd doing that. The, he, I, I believe there was, like, a, a, a moment the next night, the next show, where it was like, listen, we can't do this again. Yeah, it got, it got bad. <laughs> Uh, the crowd, bad. the crowd would chant "sex." Mm-hmm. Um, it, this was the height of the Jimmy DeMarco, IWC um, uh, uh, deal, basically. Oh um, yeah, like it, 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 he was so over. Mm-hmm. Like people just hung on every one of his words. They they loved his promos. They lo- like, and I remember him leaving the crowd. I, I, I believe this is the match. For those interested, that's the hype video. I think is it the hype video? I, I believe know. so. Yeah, because yeah. De- uh, Demarco did go in as the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this looks. Yeah, this is the hype video again. Great hype video. They had a great song. I, this is. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not playing the song. At least I hope I'm not. Um. <laughs> well, the song was great. I believe it was by like Eminem. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a, a remix of uh, the Butabi Brothers, like uh, "Baby Don't Hurt Me," like <laughs> so, like no love. And the feud was great. Bl- the blow off with Demarco, uh, he needed to go away and heal up for a little bit. Uh, that that blow off was great. Him leaving with the crowd, flipping them off, and all this other stuff. The crowd left with him. Like there was still stuff going on in the ring. Like De- I think McChesney was cutting a promo. Most of the crowd left with the just, just walked out with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was nuts. I remember um, I remember walking out and he's riding in the in like a Humvee or some sort of van with the roof off, and he's standing out the roof going like, "Where's my money, Chuck? You haven't paid me. Mm. I need my." And they drove down the street <laughs> as he's yelling. Oh, these are good. Uh, this, these are good times. Oh, very. Like I, uh, I have very, very good memories of uh, being a fan going to those IWC shows. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, that wouldn't follow me into going into trying to become a professional wrestler. And I'll, I'll get into that if, if you want me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- that was the pop tab story. Is he smashed it, and my brother uh, took it as a challenge. I'm going to remake this. <laughs> and he did, and I believe he had it done by the next show. Oh, jeez! So, so he brought it back bigger, stronger. <laughs> Tried to, uh, yeah. I think he still has. It. I think he's still hanging up in his house somewhere. Please, that needs to come to come out at a show at some point. You know, be like, this was the first belt. You know, and now I have this. Uh, brought to you by Quality Rentals. <laughs> so, because yeah, now he's walking around with that that battle royal uh, title. Oh yeah, which he actually got custom made. Like it's an actual like metal plate, actual leather strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had uh, a guy did some work on it. Same guy who did like the MVP title. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So so of course you know you, you got the bug there. You got to see it at that level. Um, you know I, it, I feel like it was always we're going to try to do this. It was it just you you kind of figure it out being around indie wrestling. Oh, mm-hmm. this is how I get into it. Yeah. Uh, yes, actually, it was. Uh, 
again, going back to Michael, Joaquin Wild, DJ Z, whatever. He was the one who was like, yeah, they have a training school, and I'm one of the trainers there and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And at the time, I was I was too young to start training. I know that. I, I want to say in 2007. Oh, God, I can't remember how old I was because I'm going to be 26 this year, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let everybody else do the math. Uh, but I think I was just a little too young to start training. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he was like, yeah, they have a training school. That's how you get into professional wrestling. You go to a training school. And I do mention, like, like you know, you guys were, like, like people would mention you from time to time. And, you know, and, and you know, I don't know if anybody's noticed by now, but your names are Harley and Davidson. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that 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 popped me the first time I heard that. I'm just like, wait, this isn't real. Like, what are you talking about? Like, a lot. Of, uh, here's the thing: a lot of people actually still to this day are like, "Oh, there's your worker name." And like, no, those are those are our actual names. Yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, who if you look at him, looks like an old school biker guy. Mm-hmm. Tattoos all the way down his arm, all this stuff. Like he, uh, he doesn't have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I, he might have at one point. I don't really recall. But uh, I remember whenever. He told me the story that when my mother got pregnant, uh, he went and told his mother and my grandmother Adeline, who uh, God rest her soul, I miss her very, very much. She never got to see me wrestle. Uh, you know, it was actually soon after I debuted and started wrestling, she passed away. Uh, I do, like I said, I miss her. Mm-hmm. I love her. I loved her to death. Uh, but she was not one of the kind grandmothers. <laughs> she was not like, "Here's twenty dollars. Don't uh-huh. tell your dad." No, she uh-huh. was. She was the one who was babysitting us while my mm-hmm. dad was working because my dad basically raised me and my brother uh, as a solo father. Uh, my mother got involved with, with drugs and stuff she shouldn't have gotten involved with. She's clean now. And mm-hmm. I've talked to her a little bit. She comes to shows all the time. Mm-hmm. She's the old lady sitting in the crowd who's yelling at the heels who are beating me up. Wait, is she one of the – no, that's Gavin's, that's Gavin's like mother or something that, that Mathis was, was – getting dollar bills from, yeah right okay i want to make sure i'm not getting my parents mixed up yeah. uh, she's the one who's always wearing the david marbell shirt okay so she's like uh she's doing better now mm-hmm. but at the time she was in and out of prison mm-hmm. uh had a bad habit of stealing from my dad from me and my brother and all this other stuff uh so my dad basically from the time i was around five to about the time i was 13 when he got remarried uh he basically raised me and my brother by himself and that was hard but my grandmother was very, very uh, – and I, I know I, I'm, I, I rant. I know. Uh, my apologies. No, no. You're good. You're good. I go off on tangents. <laughs> so my grandmother uh, – my dad goes and is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're having twins. And if they're going to be girls, I'm going to name them this. I don't remember the names. Uh, but if they're boys, I'm going to name them Harley and Davidson. And my grandmother's like, you're not going to name those boys. I was like, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, I was born first, eight minutes older. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have the name Harley. Wow, I, I love that we've talked for twenty minutes. And we haven't even gotten to training. Yet. Oh, not yeah. <laughs> this is this is the, I think this is a first for me. Uh, but anyways, you got into it. Uh, uh, you started training. You know, uh, well, and, um, and, let me and, let me tell you how I, how I actually got into training. Sure. So originally, I wanted to go to the Iron City Wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, at the time I was two hundred and eleven pounds, and I could barely walk up steps while getting winded. Mm-hmm. I did not play sports. Mm-hmm. I did not do wrestling. I did not play football. I should have. It would have helped me out greatly. Oh, yeah. But I, I never did because I, I didn't like those sports. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I, I liked professional wrestling. That's what I liked. Like, I didn't watch football. I didn't watch basketball. I didn't watch baseball. I, I was a professional wrestling guy. So when me and my brother, these two dorky fan kids, <laughs> are going up to uh, Chuck, 
Chuck Roberts. Yep, who was running IWC at the time and going like, hey, we want to get trained. And my mm-hmm. dad was going to pay for it because mm-hmm. like, he was like, hey, this will be your birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I support you guys. And he still supports us to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will pay for your training. So we got to Chuck. And it was right around the time they were about to run the first show in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain State Madness yes. in New Old, New West Virginia. New I remember West Virginia. it. I was not at the first one, but I remember the subsequent ones very uh, well. Fun fact, at that show, Dalton Castle debuted Friday mm-hmm. Yes, he did. And now he's gone on to like Ring of Honor. He's doing very well for himself. I'm happy mm-hmm. to see that. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, when, he, when she first met Dalton Castle, was like, he's kind of quirky. I was like, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Anyway, we go up and we try to tell Chuck, hey, yeah, we want to come up this Sunday. And they just announced, hey, tryouts will be this summer. Uh, we want to come up and uh, try out this Sunday after the Mountain State Madness show. Mm-hmm. And Chuck told my dad, told me and Davidson, well, we had just closed tri- tryouts. We probably won't be doing it anymore until the fall. Okay. That's fine. Like, okay, we missed our window. You know, whatever. And less than a month later, I met Andrew Palace before he got trained. Mm-hmm. A buddy of ours, a, a mutual friend, uh, his name is Merle Teeter. Hi. Shout out. <laughs> uh, he goes by Chico. Really cool dude. Uh, he's kind of like a second father to me. I knew him since I was like four, 13, 14 years old. I won't get into that story because uh, <laughs> uh, we met him and he's like, yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going up to try out to be a wrestler. I, and me and my brother were like, wait, we were told that trials had closed. Okay, well, we see they don't they don't want to train us. Mm-hmm. And now, at the time, like you remember, we were the biggest of, and I hate using this word, but smarks. Mm-hmm. We were smart fans who got rowdy and got in the heels' faces, got in the bad guys' faces, and shouted at them all. But me and my brother never crossed that crossed the line. Mm-hmm. We always knew, hey, this is a show. These guys are out there doing their thing. You know, we're going to boo them and all this stuff during intermission after the show. We're not going to cause trouble. We're just going to, hey, cool. That was awesome. Nice job. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not once, never did anybody ever pull us aside and go like, hey, we're, it's cool that you guys are getting into this. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, getting rowdy. That's cool. But if you're trying to get into this business, you should probably take a step back. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever told us that. Yeah. So now – IWC and other promotions who we'd never been to before now have the impression that me and my brother are just these dorky kids who just think this is easy, who are, who don't take this seriously, who are just smarky fans. They're making their own belts. <laughs> my brother, yeah. Cause again, I still get accused of having one of those and I don't, <laughs> I've never had one. So I'm glad we're setting the story straight here today. So, uh, my dad finds another promotion in McKeesport PA. Uh, PWX mm-hmm. and uh, pardon me and uh, so we go up for one show and uh, this was before they had the the Russellplex at Battleground they had they were still running out of a pavilion in a park mm-hmm. up in McKeesport and uh, we tell them hey yeah we want to get trained we get pulled aside and we talk to Quinn Magnum and he told us about uh, I think it was Ryan Mitchell was their hot guy at the time, and he was like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's going places, he's getting looked at by IWC, he's getting looked, you know, not IWC, he's getting looked at by WWE and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. Um, I don't really know what happened to Ryan Mitchell. I I think he retired a couple years back. He retired, just recently came back a couple months ago. He, you know, he, um, he's in the, I want to say the Air Force, if I'm not okay. mistaken, Army Air Force. Okay, I, n- I never got yeah. to know the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he's a cool dude. Never got to know him. Mm-hmm. But, so Quinn runs down the tryout. It's 50 sit-ups, 50 push-ups, 
and 100 squats, mm-hmm. and you have to run a mile through, the, like, I guess it was through the park or where, however their stuff was. So I was, on, again, out of shape, 211, 210, was like, okay, I need to start doing something. Mm-hmm. So I started running every day, a mm-hmm. mile every day, and I started losing weight. And I go up for the tryout, and they're like, okay, well, it's going to be 150 push-ups, 150 sit-ups, 100 squats, and you have to run 10 laps around our building. This was when they ha- – now they have the WrestlePlex, mm-hmm. and they have that steep hill. that de- yeah. We called it the death hill. Yeah. So the, I did the laps, no issues. I was actually lapping a couple of the trainees they have there. And uh, so I go and do the tryout. And it's I'm, – I'm trying to remember everybody who was there. I think it was LaRusso, Crusher Hansen. Uh, I, I believe Scotty Gash was there mm-hmm. and Quinn who was running the clock. So I'm going and Chris is there. He's keeping me motivated. He's going with me and you know counting me down, counting me down. I believe I had like 25 to 30 seconds left and I completed it. And they had me go and run uh, suicides, monsters, whatever you call them, where you run back and forth in a room. And they went and talked and deliberated and they came back and they were like, okay, well, you passed and we're going to train you. I found out later that they did that to try to make me fail. The 150 push-ups, 150 sit-ups, 100 squats. They – now, I don't know. I don't think this was on Crusher or Chris. I think this was Quinn because, again, reputation that I had as being yeah. a smarky fan. Yeah. They thought he's going to come. He's going to fail. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go sit back in the front row and we're going to be done with him. Well, then I passed and they're like, okay, well, let's see what we can get out of him. Mm-hmm. And they tra- – Chris, Crusher, and Scotty – trained me like anybody else they didn't like they they didn't go like well you were a fan so let's rough you up a little bit and see what we can you know try to get you to quit or they didn't do that they were they trained me i think larusso had the best is like i think he said it the best one day during training uh this business is hard enough taking the bumps is hard hitting the ropes is hard coming here week after week after week and doing this to yourself it's difficult if you don't have what it takes to do this, if you're not passionate enough to do this, it will weed you out naturally. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen to plenty of guys. There was even one guy who showed up with another guy, and uh, I am going to throw race out there just so that way I can tell the difference between two. One of the guys uh, was Travis. Mm-hmm. I remember his name very clearly because uh, another guy, my buddy Chico knew, was already a wrestler at PWX, Tommy Fame. Mm-hmm. I think that was his name. Uh, he, I don't think he wrestles anymore. He retired a couple of years back. Uh, but he was, his name was Travis as well. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, we got white Travis and black Travis. Okay. 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 <laughs> that makes sense. Well, they didn't have printouts for the guys. So they, they're standing there, they're watching us train all the stuff and they're waiting to get printouts to sign the release so they could try out. Well, Travis, black Travis has to leave. He has a job, has to go pick up his kid or something. I can't mm-hmm. really remember. So he leaves, and the other guy who one of the trainees knew is standing there, and they find a sheet of paper, they copy it, and they get him to sign and all this stuff. He gets nowhere near completing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he got maybe 50 push-ups, maybe 30-some sit-ups, and, like, maybe around 50-some squats. Like, the guy was out of shape. Yeah. Like, he didn't come prepared. He thought this would be easy. Yeah. And he literally dropped in the ring. Like, he was laying in the ring – and they were like, you want to, are you done? He's like, no, just laying there. So he's laying there for like five minutes. They're like, okay, look, you're done. Uh, you failed. 
if you want to come back up here, we can't teach you how to bump. We can't train you, but you can do cardio with us. You can mm-hmm. run around this building with us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, no, you know, I'll go do it by myself. I might come up here on one of my days off and do it myself and get my cardio up. Found out later he was talking to the trainee he knew. Uh, her name's Lindsay, very nice girl. She lives in Texas now with her husband. Uh, said, oh, well, they didn't accept me because they wanted the black guy. <laughs> when the guy didn't even try out with them. He, yeah. He yeah, left. Yeah. And it's like, okay, dude, that's an excuse. That's you trying to – no. Yeah. Like that's that, not cool at all. And he, from what I know, he never tried out again, never showed up again. Not the two years I was there, going to training regularly. And, and, never and people will out. make up reasons why like they weren't successful in mm-hmm. something they tried out, right? So, so you tried out, went through PWX. Um, obviously, you're you're uh, a, a bunch. Of, I, I see you mostly at KSWA, and of course, mm-hmm. Black Diamond Wrestling that we work with closely here. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about that journey since, um, you, you've been, sure. I know you were telling me some stories off air as well. <laughs> so we'll, we'll line those up with the worst of wrestling. Um, but, uh, <laughs> question later, but, um, uh, you know, how has that experience been getting out there? You know, when you started to come out, uh, like, I mean, I remember you popping up at a new old show for IWC and be like, wait, is yeah. that the kid from the audience? You know, yeah. when I heard the name. Uh, that was actually a little tricky. I think that actually got me some heat at PWX mm-hmm. because they were talking with Billy, who was paying for IWC to come down, mm-hmm. and was talking with PWX to come down and be, uh, put on show in Newell as well. Uh, I went to Quinn and I was like, hey, IWC is running in my hometown. Uh, it's far enough to where it shouldn't cause any like issues or whatever. Because mm-hmm. Quinn has this very, very strong belief. I'm not sure if he still does, but I know at the time he he did. If you work for PWX, you don't work RWA and you don't work IWC. Yeah. Because they're too close. Uh, the, 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 for those maybe not in the area, they're like 10 minutes away from each other. Yeah. So it, it, that kind of makes sense. Um, I know some guys agree with that. Some guys don't. Mm. Um, I'm kind of under the impression like work where you can, get mm-hmm. the experience where you can. Uh, but that's me. So I asked him and he's like, well, we'd really like you to debut for us. But if that's what, what you want to do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I went and I did the show. And I'm this 170-pound scrawny fat guy <laughs> in a singlet and long tights wearing a coonskin cap. Oh, I remember the coonskin and cap. I, and I will get into that. <laughs> uh, it, completely different character than what I'm doing at PWX. Mm-hmm. Because at PWX, uh, and I'll even tell you where I got the name Harley T. Morris. Because believe it or not, that is actually my real name. Mm-hmm. My full name is Harley Todd Morris. Quinn Magnum comes up to me. He goes, okay, we're going to start using you on TV. I know I do it in a ter- terrible impression. <laughs> uh, we're going to start using you on TV because uh, they were airing like on a local station at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, we want you to be this guy who talks with a bit of a southern, bit of a southern drawl like this. And we want you to come in and you're going to interrupt matches and you're going to interrupt promos. And you're going to be like, I want to be on TV. I want to be on TV. And your name is going to be Harley T. Morris. He wanted me to put a lot of emphasis on the T. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I looked at him. I was like, uh, you do know that's my real name, right? <laughs> huh? Yeah, my full name is Harley Todd Morris. Huh. Okay. And then they didn't use it. It's they, they did, not a bad impression of Quinn. <laughs> like, I have only known Quinn for, like, a few months at this point, And it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that seems okay. Uh, all, I have all the respect in the world for Quinn. I really do because uh, there was uh, – right. uh, What's that? It was yeah, we get, uh, we got another. We got somebody else that works for Fight Society here, and he's he's confirming that. A, f- so. a, a few a few left a few less f bombs than I heard him say, mm-hmm. but 
Oh, yeah, of course. But uh, I have all the respect in the world for Quinn Magnet because mm. uh, during a training session one night, he was there just looking at the crop. I was working on this guy. I'm not going to mention his name because I'm not going to bury anybody. No. I'm not going to do that. But uh, a couple of weeks before, we were putting together a practice match, and him and a guy who we've seen with wanted to do this like really wonky thing. And me and the guy I'm teaming with are smaller. Yeah. So we're like, and I kind of called him out. I was like, no, that makes no sense. Can we not do that? Can we try to do this or whatever? And, uh, so they now thought I was hard to work with, which I wasn't, but that was, you know, they, they kind of got a quick opinion of me and whatever. So me and this guy are doing this practice match in front of Quinn and the guy forgets a couple spots, mm-hmm. gets a little messy. We recover. We get through the practice match. And I'm standing in the ring. The guy rolled out to the floor. He's standing on the floor. And Quinn's like, okay, I know what you did wrong. They know what you did wrong. Tell me what you did wrong. And before I can say anything, before, before we say anything, I just got to say he's hard to work with. Quinn looks at him and goes, never say that again. I never want to hear you say that. You do not blame your opponent mm-hmm. for your screw-ups. Mm-hmm. You do not. And, like, he, he, he laid it out on the guy. Mm-hmm. So, despite the fact that, like, I, and I don't know how Quinn's opinion of me is now. I don't know how it was then. But I did know before I started training that I was that fan, smarky guy, that they were like, okay, we're going to beat him up, and he's going to blah, blah, blah. But for him to defend me like that, I have all the respect in the world for him. I really nice. do. Because that was really cool. And he didn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. He could have easily been like, well, yeah, maybe you, you have a point. or No, he, he mm-hmm. put the guy in his place. He knew that he was in the wrong place. And he defended, basically defended me, which was awesome. Like I said, all the respect in the world for him now. I know I do a bad impression of him, but so. <laughs> we'll uh, clip that out for later. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I'm not doing the hard time Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, character, which, as you can tell, I don't have a southern accent. I don't have a West Virginia accent. You started, I, let me let me ask: How long did you did, did this make TV? No. You doing this? No, no, you didn't even get that. Not okay, at all. Good. My girlfriend hates that voice. Good, because I can do that voice pretty damn well. And I can tell you right now, I'm from West Virginia. I love being from West Virginia. I don't drink no moonshine, but I can go for some man do. You don't want the wrong promoter to see that just now and say no. Yeah, yeah, actually, no. I do want you to do that. My girl, my girlfriend <laughs> hates that voice. She absolutely hates that voice. She said, "If you ever do that again, if you ever want to have sexy time again, you will never do that voice." <laughs> oh, and now it's on the internet. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing that next show to you. Uh, I, I, I refuse. <laughs> I will not. I will not do that stereotype. Um, how long you been in the business uh, uh, post training now? Six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. So tell tell me tell me a little bit about that journey. Um, you know, wh- wh- you know what got you to where you're at now. Uh, well, you know, being out there. I will start with the with the debut mm-hmm. uh, at PWX. Mm-hmm. Peyton Graham was my first opponent. There you go. And he, the character is no longer. I want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. It is now. I am a fan mm-hmm. sitting in the crowd. Oh, we went with this. And Peyton Graham. <laughs> comes out and is like, I will put up my spot in Berg Brawl, which mm-hmm. is what they were doing at the time, to anybody in this crowd who thinks they can take me. And here's this meek little 175-pound kid. Mm-hmm. And so they pull me into the ring, and they're like, you know, what's your name? Yeah, no, 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 we're, we'll call you Fan Guy. That's what we'll call you. Okay, because um, somebody did just put all caps in the chat, Fan Guy, about yeah. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so... 
Quinn wanted to play up the fact that the crowd knew me as a fan because a lot of mm-hmm. that crowd did know me as a fan. Forget the year and the year I was standing there as a security guard mm-hmm. or the little bit of time I used as a cameraman. Mm-hmm. No, the crowd knew me as a fan. So uh, Peyton throws me out of the ring. Next month, they still enter me in, in Berg Brawl, and uh, I got chopped to hell. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved every minute of it uh, because that was my first real ex- – like that was my first experience. In front of a live crowd as a wrestler. And I, God, I wish the WWE Network was around then. God, I wish I would have watched Mikey Whipwreck. Because that was basically the character that they wanted me to play. And I feel like I could have done it better. And uh, it had some legs. It did. But at one point, it started getting a little stale. Mm -hmm. They threw me with Shirley Doe and he was going to be my Mick Foley to my Mikey Whipwreck. He was going to show me how to be a wrestler by beating the crap out of me. Okay. So, very fun Seems gimmick. Right. Like, he would put me in interview segments with guys who would, who, like, we did this one interview segment with Paul Atlas uh, back when he was doing, like, Fight Club mm-hmm. the interview segment. And uh, they're talking, like, you know, me and Shirley Doe, we've power bombed each other. We've beaten the crap out of each other. And he's, like, trying to, he's like, now what do you got to say to that? And I go to talk, and he just clotheslines me, power bombs me. <laughs> And then Shirley Doe's picking me up, and none of that was, like, called in the back. Like, it was all on the fly. Mm-hmm. So Doe's picking me up. is like, you ready? And I was like, what? He turns around and clotheslines Paul, clotheslines him. And I was like, let's get out of here. And I was like. <laughs> and that was my first real experience about calling anything in the ring. Yeah. And uh, so fast forward, they turn Doe heel, not on me, on somebody else. They mm-hmm. break up the team. And I'm kind of just floating in the ether there as fan guy. I'm no longer coming out of the crowd. I'm not, they still haven't given you a name. You're still a fan guy. Still a fan guy. Uh, they never gave me a name. Never. And I even pitched it a couple of times. Like, hey, do you think I should, like, do you, could I possibly change my name? Because the fan guy thing works at first, but now I'm on the show. If there were PWX it. trading cards at the time, there would be oh. a fan guy trading card. Yeah, they still owe me money for the one that my girlfriend bought of me. <laughs> so... Uh, so I'm working just random matches here or there. They're using me in squash matches. And, mm-hmm. and again, don't blame them. I'm 190 pounds at the time. Yeah. No muscle, like very little muscle mass on me. Uh, you know, I'm coming out of a singlet and a, and a shirt that has airbrushed fan guy on it. <laughs> and uh, so fast forward, my brother gets fired. I'm not going to get into that. And the following month, the following couple months later, uh, Peyton Graham comes up to me and they're building up him versus Quinn. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, uh, they're probably gonna have me kill you. And they're probably not gonna book you anymore. He gave me the heads up on that. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the heads up cause they want me to do it. And if we're going to do this, I want to do this right. So, and I, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit here if that's okay. Uh, he's like, you should probably get some blood tablets or something like, mm-hmm. so I go out and it's around Halloween time. So I buy this like nasty tasting blood tablets and, uh, we're there at the show, and Peyton Graham is threatening uh, Jim Miller. And here comes the fan guy mm-hmm. to try to stick up for Jim and gets annihilated. Mm-hmm. I get back body drop on the barricade. I get body slammed on the floor. Uh, he sticks a chair in my throat and does the old Undertaker spot. And I got a blood tablet in. So, boom, blood. I go down. I look right at the camera, trying to sell it the best I can. Here comes Quinn Magnum. And this is where the angle kind of fell off a little bit because Quinn gets in the ring 
And in hindsight, I feel like he should have been mad. Mm-hmm. You could have just ended this kid's career. Mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. You, you want to do this and you want to beat, come beat me up. Mm-hmm. You know, yada, yada, yada. And instead he gets in the ring and goes, oh, you beat him up? Anybody can beat him up. No big deal. And just completely cuts legs out of Peyton Graham. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to bury anybody here. I'm not going to do anything like that. But that just that last couple of years that always come to mind is like, oh, they could have done that better. Mm-hmm. And now after that, I tell Quinn, hey, do you need me next show? I'll let you know. And I hear nothing. It's an hour and a half drive away from my house. I really – and I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid to be on shows yet. Mm-hmm. And this was a year, year and a half after I've debuted. I'm still not getting paid on shows. Like I got paid a couple of times, but I was still basically working for free. So I can't really afford to drive up an hour and a half and sit in the locker room, not getting booked, not doing. So I basically became exclusive to the Black Diamond Wrestling, doing Harley T. Morris, the mm-hmm. pride of West Virginia, which I hate that character <laughs> because it's so not me. Yeah. Uh, so fast forward to Christmas Christmas night, the week before I texted Quinn, hey, I see you're starting up these future shows, which was their attempt to get trainees on shows in front of crowds. Yeah. And I've been doing this character, and I want to start doing a PWX if you guys want to bring me back and all this other stuff. Christmas night, I get a text from Quinn saying, uh, you are no, there is no spot for you on those shows. Thank you. And at that moment, I realized that I'm never – like, they're never going to bring me back. Yeah. So I put full effort into – to trying to get booked in other places. And that's when I discovered KSWA. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of, of other guys like Rick Rumsky. I'm not sure if you know him or not, uh, but Keith hot, mm-hmm. the Bearcat. Uh, he told me about it and all this other stuff. And Jack massacre. I had a little angle with him at black diamond. He told me about it. So I show up for one show and I sit in the crowd. I, next show I drive up in the middle of a blizzard and I show up, and sure enough, half their guys who were coming from West Virginia canceled on them. Mm-hmm. So they to ask Masker, does he have gear? Mm-hmm. And Masker tells them, he should. I told him to bring it, <laughs> which I had my gear anyway. So he comes out. He tells me, he's like, hey, they're going to use you on the show. And I wrestled just insane that night. And I had a good uh, – He's decent. A, a veteran, and a, a teen for a good while with Lord Zoltan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, me and him had a decent match. Uh, he went over. I remember taking a flip power bomb off the second rope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently uploaded a promo on my Facebook about that because uh, me and him had a match recently. And uh, and I have been booked there ever since. Nice. They are very very loyal guys. I I love working there because they're loyal. They they've booked me on every show. They've allowed me to grow and come into myself. Mm-hmm. Along with other promotions, including uh, the now defunct VWF, Valley Wrestling Federation. Billy Shear, I'm giving you a shout out. Please bring it back because a lot <laughs> of the boys loved working there, including me. And that's where I started working with J. Rue. And up until that point, I was very timid not to hurt anybody. I was very timid. Like, I didn't, like, didn't want to lay my stuff in. I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I was very timid. And that hindered a lot of my matches. And it wasn't until I worked J. Rue. Where he was like, you know, you work good strong style. What's strong style? <laughs> that, was my, that was my response to him. And when he explained it, I was like, okay, so, there, so I can lay it in a little bit mm-hmm. and not have to worry about someone getting mad at me. Because mm-hmm. that was my biggest fear. Like, I didn't want to upset anybody. I didn't want to, you know, 
Uh, and nobody's explained that part to you. Yeah, no. no. So I started working a little bit more of a, a rougher style, a little bit more of a, of a striking style. Mm-hmm. If you saw my triple threat match this past weekend against Shadow and Sinborn, where I chopped them both twice, mm-hmm. Shadow told me afterwards, dude, when you hit me, I was like, do I owe you money? <laughs> Like I, I've come very well, very very comfortable with me and my strikes. Yeah, and uh, I think I throw a good chop. Uh, so yeah, so I'm working KSWA. I'm still working Black Diamond, mm-hmm. and I wor- worked there for a couple of years until a guy by the name of Zach Hunter, who was graduating from their, their training, was still trying to find his feet, mm-hmm. and I threw to the Booker at the time, hey, why don't you have me and him tag? We don't have a lot of tag teams right now, and it would allow him to learn without having to worry about a full match. Yeah. And he like he liked the idea, so I, uh, me and Jayru were talking about doing a team that never formed, f- came together, and the team was going to be Team Twelve Gauge. I pitched it for me and Zach. I asked Jayru; he, he gave me the blessing, so I pitched it for me and Zach, and me and Zach became Team Twelve Gauge. Won the tag titles a couple of times, feuded with like STDs, uh, Remy and Sexy Keith. talented dudes, for those yes. that don't know. Yes. I was Billy Ruxpin and Chess Flexor, mm. who Flexor, cool dude. I've known him since I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I still have his billion dollar man t shirt at my house. <laughs> I think they were misspelled or something, weren't there? Wasn't there a run that was misspelled I, I or something? I, I remember, I, I, I seem to recall. So you're at it. You're you're at this for a while. We're running out of time here, so I okay. want to get to some of the questions here that to, to, to end you off here. Yeah, you know, sure. obviously your internet TV champion, as we talked about here with uh, Black Diamond. My first um, singles title at Black Diamond Wrestling. And I've been their tag champion. There you go. This is my first singles title there. And of course, we do have the WWE Network now. So yes. what are you watching these days, or who are you seeing on the indies, whether it be local or, or widespread, that's kind of in, uh, influencing you? Um, and, and what you're doing these days? Well, um, I, I have a bit of a hectic schedule in my day life. Uh, so sadly, I don't get to watch a lot of modern day product. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, Raw is way too long. And mm-hmm. I know they're trying to change some things. If, if it improves, I'll probably start watching again. Uh, same thing with SmackDown. And then there's 205 Live. There's NXT. There's just so much wrestling. Oh, yeah. There. That's New just J- WWE. And, yeah, there's New Japan and the Indies. There's too many stuff. shows this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I keep up with, like, uh, what culture and uh, Cultaholic Mm -hmm. and uh, Wrestling With Regret. That's how I get a lot of my indie news about who's coming up in the indies, who's getting popular in the indies, and I'll see clips of them and all that stuff. Uh, But right now I am watching a lot of old-school ECW. Nice. Not 96, not 97. I was like, hey, let me go back, and I want to watch it back when it was old, like young, young. like 90- Eastern Championship Wrestling? Eastern Cha- okay. I started in like episode 50, mm-hmm. and it was ECW, Eastern Championship Wrestling. Uh, the champions at the time were the public enemy. And, and you know, that, that TV doesn't look much different than like PWX, late 90s On- local TV. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's actually amazing watching and going like, okay, I see like some of the cuts they're doing. And mm. to be honest with you, a lot of those guys, when I, when I was watching, I was like, I'm in better shape than that guy. <laughs> I have better hair than that guy. My gear looks better than that guy. But there was some, there's, there's something about those old school ECW shows. And like I said, Public Enemy is the champions at the time. I think the TV champion at that time when I started rewatching this was Taz. I want, I want to say. No, it was uh, 
uh, some I can't remember the guy's name, but it was soon after the Pitbull number one before he was tag team one in, and then Mikey Whipwreck, mm-hmm. and that's when I I started watching Mikey Whipwreck. Was like that should have been my character. Uh, it wouldn't work now. I'm too heavy now. I'm I'm more established. So the fan guy thing just yeah, yeah. that that had a shelf life, and on the shelf is where it's going to stay, <laughs> and that's not not coming back. Uh, so I and I started watching Shane Douglas. A lot of old school Shane Douglas promos, and I really started digging him. And if you ask any any of the guys like Zach Hunter, he loves to rib me all the time, saying Harley, you don't have a character. Mm-hmm. You're very basic. You're very vanilla. So, and that's true. Like I'm not a gamer. I'm not tattoo doll. Hell, I'm not an MMA fighter. I'm not. You know. So I really like. It's it was very hard for me to find something that would work. So I tried several different things, including Fighting Spirit, mm-hmm. and I kind of dropped that because, like, eh. Uh, but now I've decided to call, start calling myself The Professional. And the reason why is because I've been watching a lot of old Shane Douglas promos. And his whole thing was, you know, you have a lot of entertainers, and you have a lot of clowns that go to the WWF, and you have a lot of these old fossils in WCW. Well, here in ECW, it's about the sport of professional wrestling. It is about becoming a sport again, and that's what, where the franchise, Shane Douglas, is going to take this promotion. So I was like, why can't that be my character? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the professional. I'm, I go into that ring. I don't need any fancy quirks. I don't need any fancy gimmicks. I'm coming out there, and I'm going to prove to everybody why I am a professional. I'm going to take you to the mat. I'm going to go up to the top. I'll fight you on the floor. I'll do any style. Why? Because I am a professional. So I decided, like, Okay, take out the Ric Flair insults, and there's there's my character. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what is the best and the worst thing about pro wrestling? I think we I think we illustrated a lot of the ups and downs, but overall, being in the business here for six years, what's the best and worst of it? Uh, the best would have to be the friends I've made along the way. I have made made so many friends who I would have never met unless it was because of professional wrestling. Uh, Zach Hunter, like I mentioned, he's become a really good friend of mine. Same thing with J-Ru, which is weird. You think a guy who likes to uh, partake in some things that are becoming more and more legal nowadays, being friends with a guy who is completely straight edge. Mm-hmm. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any type of drug. And yes, I got the term from CM Punk. I was a big punk fan. Uh, but like, he's one of my, my best friends in the business. Like I, if I have an idea, if I have anything, I call him up and bounce it off of him, and he, you know he'll tell me if it's good, tell me if it's bad. Uh, I know he's been liking a lot of the work I'm doing, MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith, cool dude, awesome dude, good friend of mine. Uh, I'd put Wes in there. Uh, sorry, Beast Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked him like a million times when I first started out because the promoter at Black Diamond loved the match and was like, we're doing this every show. <laughs> so me and Wes got to know each other pretty well. Okay. And, uh, oh, God, there's just so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dion Cruz, Quentin Walker. I believe that's his last name. I, I know he just recently came back. I think he's still performing. I'm not sure if he took another break or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had a bad ankle injury and was out for a while, became a firefighter. Cool dude. Was always cool to me. Shout out to you, dude. Awesome. Uh, my friend Lindsay, who lives in Texas, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, good friend. Me and her, uh, she was mess- did something on, about Jim. And if you keep up with me on Facebook or Twitter, I post wrestling and I post gym selfies. That's mm-hmm. what I post. So she posted some. I was like, hey, you know, keep up the good work. And uh, she's like, thanks, Harley. I was like, hey, train, training buddies. Training buddies for life. Uh, so we're still good friends. Uh, whew, like I said, just so many people I've met. 
and as for the second part of your question, the thing I hate about uh, about indie wrestling and professional wrestling or whatever, which there's not much I do. There's really not much. Uh, would probably be the politicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, for instance, um, I know uh, PWX rebranded itself as Fight Society. And I would not mind going back and doing Harley T. Morris, the professional Harley T. Morris, there. Um, I don't know who likes me, who doesn't like me there, who's pitching for me, who's not pitching for me, etc. I don't even know if Quinn, Mat- Quinn Magnum has seen any of my current matches. I don't even know if he knows what I look like now. <laughs> Like, for all I know, he still thinks I'm that clean-shaved kid with a full head of hair who's going bald. <laughs> I'm still kind of going bald, but I'm trying to do the mohawk. And, and as it is, I think, uh, well, uh, I was recently at a show with BC Steel, mm-hmm. of all people, and he hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah. And we're just like, that's him? Yeah, funny story about BC Steel. I, I was at an IWC show. A buddy of mine was like, hey, why don't you come with me? I was like, yeah, sure. I went up to shake his hand, and he looks at me he's like, what the? And I was like, what? He's like, you got big. I was like, uh, yeah, it's been a while, man. How you been? I was like, dude, seriously, like you got to be like on steroids or something. I was like, no, just protein shakes. Like, ah, protein shakes. Wink, wink. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, no, dude. <laughs> Love BC still. He's a, he's a funny, funny dude. That's but, awesome. Uh, like I was saying, like I, I'd go back to Fight Society if, if I got paid properly. If I if I was feeling like they were using me right and mm-hmm. whatnot, like and it, it has nothing to do with me losing or winning matches or anything like that. It's more the fact like I don't want to go out there and lose in thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out there and get. You want to do, so, you want to do something significant? Yes. It, 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 uh, like they yeah. have a lot of guys there, like uh, AJ Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Zeke, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brohemoth, who I've worked with before. Mm-hmm. Zach Hunter's there now again. Uh, Christian Noir. I've never some guy named AJ Alexander. AJ Alexander. <laughs> I don't know why I said Matthews. I meant Alexander. Uh, like, there's so many guys that are fight society who I would love to work with, and I mm-hmm. just and have good like 10, 15 minute matches with. Yeah. Um, but again, I'd have to come back under the right circumstances. I'm not going to come back just for no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pr- I probably wouldn't even come back for five bucks. Well, generally, uh, in your stuff's getting out there, of course, with the Internet TV Championship, those matches have been going up on YouTube, on Indie Wrestling mm-hmm. and uh, .us, as well as over on the Block Diamond pages yep. as part of that championship. It gets out there more. Um, so you got a little bit of a showcase there, too. Which I, which I, appreciate. I, I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I've never done an interview. I've told you, I told you this before we went on air. I've never done something like this before. I've never done an interview, never done a podcast. Um, but as you could tell, I feel like I've had a very interesting story. He's had a lot to say for six years, and he's letting it all out. <laughs> a little bit. This is, this is no in no way a shoot or anything like that. This is just me telling my experience in yeah. my life, and I feel like I've had a very interesting life. Well, dude, I, I have a feeling we're going to have you back for a part two sooner or later here because I think we barely in, got into the ring uh, discussions <laughs> here. So, But, no, it's great. Where can people find you online? And, uh, and generally, uh, you already mentioned, but once again, what promotions do you pop up at uh, in, in the coming months? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start with the promotion uh, where all I'm appearing first. Uh, I'll do the rest of July because my August dates are still kind of... Just, just general. Because uh, who knows when people will find this. Yeah. I, I have uh, McBeckin Riverfest Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday for Black Diamond Wrestling th- mm-hmm. this coming week. And if you're seeing this after that, I'm sorry. But this coming week... And uh, then next weekend, KSWA, it's me and Zach Hunter in a grudge match. Brawl Under the Bridge 5. We're going to have a ladder match. and it's, it's, There's going to be all sorts of craziness going on in that show. Uh, it's one of their biggest shows of the year. Uh, so, And I believe that wraps me up until August. Mm-hmm. 
And then in August, I, I know for a fact I have Black Diamond Wrestling on the first Sunday of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find me there, obviously. And for any promoters or anybody out there who's watching this, yes, I am open for dates. Yes, I am willing to travel in reason. And uh, if you if it's any, without reason, just make sure you're paying me well. Uh, <laughs> he is the professional. Yes, and I am. Yes. So, so I, I'm open to taking bookings. Like I, uh, again, I mentioned Fight Society. I know mm-hmm. they just moved to Fridays. Mm-hmm. Most of my Fridays are clear. So if they're interested in booking me, <laughs> you never know. You, never uh, know. you can, and I will now transition over to where you can find me. Mm-hmm. If interested in booking me for your professional wrestling event, you can find me on Twitter at Harley T Morris. I'm still new to Twitter. I'm still like trying to get my Twitter game going pretty good. It's mostly just gym selfies and where you can find me. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah. And you can find me on Facebook at Harley T. Morris. Uh, there is a Harley Morris page. That is my personal page for friends and family. And there is my wrestling page, Harley T. Morris. That is the one you can get a hold of me on for – well, you can get a hold of me either one. But uh, preferably if you're a fan, if you're a promoter, or if you're anybody trying to get a hold of me for wrestling events – please message or friend request my Harley T. Morris page. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, and people have showed up in the chat room, so uh, thank you. Uh, a lot of familiar names from the locker room, of course, but of course, thanks to uh, Tiffany, Kayla, and Stacy for hanging out there and check out the interview. <laughs> uh, thank you. I think, you I think one of them, first time seeing you. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yo. Uh, so thank you so much. And it, it, this is one of the cool things about doing this for so long is literally seeing people like you grow from like remembering you from the front row to <laughs> you know, like you know sitting on the couch with the with with the, with a belt here and having a great story uh, to tell. And uh, just to wrap it up really quickly, I will run down like in my career I've held the PWX tag team titles, mm-hmm. the Black Diamond Wrestling tag team titles, uh, the KSWA five star championship. I am a two time champion. Uh, due to some uh, Kabuki-ish uh, stuff for the second reign, but it's still two-time champ. And now my first singles title at Black Diamond Wrestling. It took me six years to get this. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of this. And I know, oh, it's a, it's a belt. It's a pro. It, it, it was hard work that got me this. It was showing up every show and busting my butt and trying to show them, hey, I'm a guy you guys can rely on. And now that I have this, I'm very, very keen on keeping this. So... I'm going to go into a little bit of a worker mode here. If you think you can come up to Black Diamond Wrestling and you want to challenge me this title, I, want, I know there's a lot of talent out there in the Pittsburgh area and around this area. I have not worked, or I have not worked in a few years. I'm more than welcome to the challenge. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us. And, again, please go check out everything uh, with <coughs> – uh, Black Diamond Wrestling and we KSWA, get, we get our good friends. Excuse me, I need to get a drink. Um, and of course, all those. If you are in the area, uh, a lot of those promotions listed over at PittsburghWrestling dot com for the most updated dates and times. Uh, also, you can see Harley in in uh, uh, action again on the YouTube and Facebook pages for IndieWrestling.us and Black Diamond Wrestling. And more of that is over at, I think you will be mostly seeing Harley on IndieWrestling.us on those exclusive full shows for Black Diamond Wrestling. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody in the chat that joins us live here. Thank and you, yes. everybody on the podcast that subscribes and checks out these interviews. Until next time, please support Indie Wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.